it is time to order your copy of The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination, written by Eric M. Twiggs. By reading Eric's book, you will receive a proven roadmap and blueprint to beat procrastination so you can make more money, get more done, and become aligned with your divine purpose. To order your copy, visit www.thedisciplineofnow.com. Welcome to the 30-Minute Hour. It's the weekly podcast where we discuss business, sports, politics, and whatever's on our mind. I'm your host, Eric Twiggs, your procrastination prevention partner. Joining me as always, you know him as my right-hand man. He's the business strategist extraordinaire. He's the super CEO and all-around good guy, Ted Phelps. Good evening, everyone. All right. You, so like, my, you, you like my virtual background? Yeah, what's, what's going on, man? I mean, <laughs> what happened to Vegas? Yeah, yeah, I thought I'd do a virtual background. This is a uh, uh, a blank white wall. <laughs> yeah, so Man. but you can imagine it to be whatever you want it to be. I could be in Vegas, Hawaii, wherever. So, yeah. so you got to use your imagination. Huh? That's it. That's it. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. So as you can see, we've got our guest here. We'll introduce him in a second. And the thing is. That's not a virtual background. Like, like he's really there. And so we're going to talk about like what he's doing and, and how he's making that happen. He's got, he's got a fascinating story, but this is not your everyday podcast. And, and you can find us by going to the 30minutehour.net. You can see our website. It's the, I mean, that's our website. You can go to our Facebook page, which is the 30 minute hour. Shout out to the Instagram crew. Uh, and we're broadcasting live on IGTV. Shout out to you this week. So, so Ted, the what now movement, that, that thing is just growing and picking up steam. Man. Today is Motivational Monday. And Kiana Brown, I mean, she just bought it. You are motivated after that. Yeah, it's like, you know, for me, it's like I, I go to conferences, I'm reading books, I'm, it, it's hard for me to be like, okay, wow, yeah, that, I'm, I'm really going to do some different, I'm going to run through a wall now. Yeah. But but after watching Kiana's Motivational Monday in the mm. West Down Movement group, you really will be motivated to take that next step. Absolutely. Great. Yeah, great information. So everybody needs to go to the What Now Movement Facebook group and check out Motivational Monday. And not only is it Motivational Monday, but it's also Marketing Monday. Eminem. Eminem. I'm telling you. I mean, where else can you get Eminem? Mm. Like the grocery store. But as, <laughs> where else can you get Eminem? That's right. Right. I mean, I, I'm telling you, Ted, I, I have a feeling that somebody's going to get their big break. Mm. Because it's Marketing Monday, yeah. and they're going to leave their promotional link. And they're going to put, promote their business. They're going to promote their Instagram page. They're going to promote their podcast. They get all these subscribers. The Today book. is going to be the day. Their book as well. Their book? Absolutely. Absolutely. You got a book, don't you, Eric? 
You know, Ted, it's funny you should mention that. <laughs> because that, that's not something we talk about a lot on this show. But, but yes, I, I do have a book. You know, uh, people shouldn't. I'm, I'm not going to talk about the book today, though, Ted, because you know, we, we, we have a guest here. I'm going to really get to it. All I'm going to say is people just shouldn't procrastinate, right? They should move with the discipline of now. Mm. That's all I'm going to say about that. There's probably how many practical principles to this? I heard there's 12 practical, 12 practical principles to overcome procrastination. All right. So now speaking of the, the what now movement, you have this thing we, you, we do every week and, and it's time for that again. It's called Ted's Two Cents. It's Two Cents. And, and it was, it's so profound this week, the Ted's Two, I had to look at the Instagram folks as I said that. Ted's Two Cents. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. So Ted, why don't you share the two cents for this week? Are you going to bring it up for him today? Yeah, let me, let me do that. All right, I'm going to give you a bit. The visual experience, they go Ted's two cents. And if you happen to be listening to the audio recording, you have no idea what I'm doing right now. <laughs> just, just use your imagination. That's right. It's like the virtual background. Exactly. Take my word for it when I tell you it's here. All right, here we go. Ted's two cents. Let's see, what do we have? Powerful. All right. Ah, Ted's two cents for today is you will make it if you never act like you made it. Keep grinding. Mm-hmm. Got to keep grinding. If you never act like you made it, right? So that means that you're always just pushing. Like you just always got to be thinking, Eric, that you're that you're not there. Mm. Right? Like you're never you're never there. Right, like there's always in room for improvement, and if you're thinking like that, I think you'll be successful in anything that you do. Right, it's, it's so easy to get away from those things that made you successful. Yeah, right. Like I, I see these athletes that that take a stumble and mm-hmm. they lose their status, and they always say, you know what? It's harder to get up at four o'clock in the morning when you're waking up with silk sheets. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it's easy to get away from those basic things. This kind of ties into the message for today and what I, some of the things our guest is going to share. But no, thank you for sharing that. And for everybody, again, every week we try to come with the Ted's Two Cents, just some additional wisdom and motivation to help you to get through the week. Absolutely. All right. So, Ted. Yes, sir. I've got something that's on my mind. Please share it. All right. So I want to talk to you just for a moment. This ties into our guest. We're about to introduce him here in a second. I want to talk to you about the simple secret to success. Simple secret to success. That's right. The simple secret to success. All right. So in 1996, if you were to Google the term loser or the word loser, I think an image of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers football helmet will come up, right? So the fans, they were so embarrassed by the state of the organization, they would show up to the games, they would have like a grocery bag on their head. Mm. They didn't want you to know that they were fans, that they were out there. That's how bad the organization was. Mm. So to make matters worse, there was this unproven NFL assistant coach named Tony Dungy. 
mm. who just accepted their offer to become the head coach. Right? What an what an offer! Right, to be the head coach at Tampa Bay. Right. So so he's got this low key, reserved demeanor. Didn't really fit what your expectation was for a coach. He was kind of soft spoken. His specialty was defense. But unlike his coaching contemporaries, he had this small playbook. Mm. It was simple. It was basic. There was only a handful of plays in the playbook. His philosophy was to keep things simple by focusing on the basic habits of his players that they needed to execute on each play. So he presented the same philosophy for all these other teams prior to getting the job, and each of them passed. They said, oh, no, thank you. No, we don't want you. So obviously the Buccaneers, they were making a big mistake by hiring Dungy, right? Right. Wrong. Wrong. He transferred the Buccaneers into one of the league's winningest teams. He took the same philosophy to the Indianapolis Colts, another organization where they used to wear bags on their head before he got there, and they ended up going to the Super Bowl. Mm. As a matter of fact, both teams – after the year after he left, went to the Super Bowl. Like he left them in such good position, they didn't need him anymore. Mm. They went to the Super Bowl even without him. So the question is, what was the simple secret to success? Mm. And that's the question. Simple so, so, secret. Right. So so here is the point where you need to get off the treadmill. That's it. You know, pull over to the side of the road. Put the ham sandwich down. Put the ham sandwich down. Here is the simple secret to success. Mm. You have to become brilliant at the basics. Brilliant at the basics. Mm. You have to master the basics. You have to become brilliant at the basics. Here's what, here's what he said. They, they asked him about this. He said, look, champions don't do extraordinary things they do ordinary things but they do them without thinking too fast for the opponent to react like most successful teams in sports that win you know what they're going to do it doesn't matter you just can't, just stop, can't it. stop it right so what, what coach Dungey did he leveraged simplicity mm. and that really ties into our guest and we're going to talk about him here in just a second because he went from having or being in a broken home to becoming a seven-figure finance entrepreneur who travels the world and uses simplicity mm. to get what we all want. What do, what do we all want, you ask? We all want freedom. Mm. So he leverages simplicity. I don't really curious to hear how he does this. So please join me in welcoming to the 30-minute hour, Jermaine Cheatham. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, Jermaine. Hey, man, it's an honor to have you on the show. It is certainly an honor. All right. So in, in your bio, you mentioned coming from a broken home. Uh, how did your early experiences shape you into who you are today? Well, you know, the broken home was uh, a tough experience just for the simple fact that it's kind of a fatherless home and you really don't know um, your, your place in the world. And, and uh, 
what direction you're really going to head in. So um, from a very young age, I had to kind of seek out the truth and whatever that truth might mean to me. Um, and it was always left me on this exploration for finding out like really who am I and what am I really capable of and uh, versus like what society's telling me or what my neighborhood's telling me or what my country is telling me or whatever the outside noise is telling me, I define it for myself. And that led me to kind of follow my fears. Mm. And when you follow your fears, good things happen. And so I would always look to things that made me not want to do it, but I knew it'd be good for me. And I would actually chase those things because I knew on the other side of that, there was nothing, there was no fear. It was all just something in my mind. And once I got past that, I started to get more confident. I started to get more uh, results and um, it, led me down the path of always finding and seeking out things that scared me and going after that, whether it be entrepreneurship or talking to somebody or in sales or whatever it might be. I just figured out I need to chase my fears because a lot of these ideas I have about society, about people, about coming from a broken home, having no resources, were all just made up in my mind. I decided to change that narrative. Mm. That's interesting. So you said, follow your fears. So you, you purposely, the, the things that scared you, you said, okay, that, so like, like, what's an example of something that you said, okay, man, this really scares me. I need to do that. Well, for example, when I was, I've always thought since I was little, I was like a bad communicator. Like no one understood me. They couldn't understand what I was saying. I didn't make any sense. So I went to sales, <laughs> like knocking on doors, door to door sales. Cause yeah. I'm like, if this is true, then this ain't going to work because they ain't gonna understand what the hell I'm talking about. So I did door-to-door -door sales at a certain point in my life. And I realized, man, people are cool, they get it. They know what I'm talking about. They know I'm just trying to offer a service to them. So that kind of knocked down that fear. Um, I remember in high school, I would, uh, my freshman year, I'd go home and just sit on the couch and play video games and watch um, TV. And I'm like, am I just gonna do this? Or am I gonna go out there and meet new people at my high school? Am I gonna go try out for the football team? And I'm, am I gonna actually engage in life? Or am I just gonna be a victim of it? And that was another thing. I didn't want to play football. I, I didn't want to break my leg and miss basketball season. But, you know, I had to, like, I was kind of scared of playing football. So, shit, I'm going to go play football. And I excelled and I did great. And who wouldn't have thought it? But, you know, you follow your fears. You go talk to people. You go meet, make new friends. And that's just a couple small examples of where you follow your fears. And next thing you know, you're running an organization where you're, all you're doing is sales. Just from, you know, knocking on doors um, back in the day. And now... I do sales for a living and I'm able to, I mean, I'm here in Malaysia and I travel around the world. So without me going towards the fear, I would never be here today. Wow. Mm. Interesting. So you went to Arizona, university of Arizona. And so looking back based off of what you now know, like what advice would you go back and give to yourself? Um, I don't really think in the past that much, uh, but I guess if I had to say something, it would probably be, um, you're right where you're supposed to be. Like I would tell my younger self, don't worry about it. You're right where you're supposed to be. Don't mm -hmm. worry about anything about where you are currently. What, where you are is where you're supposed to be because everything will unfold just in perfect timing. Mm -hmm. So really don't sweat it, you know what I mean? Just kind of go with the flow and life wouldn't put you where you are unless it was supposed to put you where you are. I don't, I don't fight reality. And that's, I think, a very important concept. When you fight reality, you, you can't accept it. And if you can't accept things, you can't move forward. Mm -hmm. 
So uh-huh. did, did you find yourself struggling at times thinking, man, you know, I should be farther ahead. Oh man, I should be doing this. Was that a struggle for you? Not necessarily farther ahead, but I always felt a certain amount of discomfort with the idea of, of I don't belong or um, I'm not, where, where do I fit in this um, hierarchy of society uh, within everything? I, I really don't belong here. And if I could tell my younger self, I'd be like, don't worry about it. You'll figure this thing out. It takes time. Yeah. <laughs> and, sure. and the truth is, you, and, and, like, and like you were saying, um, Ted, um, it never ends. Like you're never yeah. there. There's no such thing yeah. as a, the, the end point. You're not at the t- top of the mountain. There's no such thing. So the day you die, you're always climbing. And that's mm. the beauty of life. Absolutely. It's a process. It's not, it's mm-hmm. not this, this one event. Everybody's looking. I may, I may have, hey, Eric, I may have to take that and tweak that for a Ted's two cents, the whole thing about the climbing the mountain. I, li- I, li- I like how you did that, Jermaine. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. So, so like, when did you know that finance, that, that, that would be your field, that would be your path? Um, I guess I, I, I always liked money. Um, I didn't really, I'm, I'm not a numbers guy. I, I'm really not a numbers guy. If I don't have a calculator, I'm screwed. Um, but <laughs> I, I like money because I like what money gives me. I like the freedom it gives me to do and be and go where I want and, and buy things I want and enjoy nice stuff. So that's what was kind of the curiosity with financing. But I mean, really what I do for a living is 99% sales. And to me, sales isn't a four letter word. It's just like what we're doing right now. We're just having a conversation, just talking. And you can buy or you don't have to buy. It doesn't, doesn't matter because I'm going to talk to somebody else next. Um, and so uh, the finance part is a very small segment of it. But it is like I wanted to understand how money works so I could use it for my advantage so I could leverage it and make more money whether it be, you know, stocks or you know, financial assets or business um, assets. So um, I wanted to find out about how money works. Awesome. So, so we're here. It's the 30-minute hour. We're talking to Jermaine Cheatham. He's the seven-figure entrepreneur. Again, uh, you can watch us on IGTV. You can watch us here on the 30-minute hour Facebook page. So we're, we're talking about your path and how you got to this point. So you're this entrepreneur. Describe for us your ideal client. Like, how do you, who are they? Then how do you help them? So my ideal clients are people that sell medical devices. So, and I mean like medical equipment. So like an ultrasound machine, um, x-ray machine, dental equipment, anything that's in the medical vet um, space where um, they're selling high ticket equipment into these um, medical clinics. And so what I do is I contact these type of guys and girls and I just find out, Hey, do you use financing as a tool to help you sell more? Because if I'm selling an ultrasound machine and it costs 50 grand, it's much easier for me to go to the doctor and say, Hey, you can, you can have a monthly payment of $600 a month instead of shelling out the 50 grand plus it's hundred percent tax deductible. Mm-hmm. So I just team up with those folks that sell the equipment and I get them to send me their clients so I can do the financing for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And you kind of answered the question, but kind of expound on one of your things. You use leverage. So kind of expound on that. How exactly do you do you use leverage to run your business? Well, several ways. Well, when regards to the sales process, you know, I will not, I used to, I made a major mistake. I used to call the individual doctors separately to try to see if they needed financing. So I'd be making 300 cold calls a day. 
Wow. It wasn't efficient. It wasn't using leverage. Instead, I decided to start calling the people that sold equipment into the doctor's office. So I could talk to one guy and he might have a network of a hundred doctors he talks to. So I leverage him to get me into those hundred doctors versus me calling all the hundred doctors separately. That's a great, so, great strategy. <laughs> you know, obviously that's one way I use leverage. I mean, I use leverage right now just in my current life. You know, I'm here in Malaysia. I, I, I don't own stuff. So the leverage I use is actually minimalism. So I have, you know, a backpack, um, a big backpack, and that's all I have. And the leverage that gives me is tomorrow or right today, if I need to or I want to, I can travel to Dubai if I wanted to, because I just have the backpack. I don't have a car, a mortgage, all this stuff, clothes, storage. I don't have any of that holding me down physically, financially, mentally. I use leverage as a minimalist to move and kind of flow where I want to in life because the truth is people don't want stuff. They want experiences and experiences make you happy, not stuff. Hmm. Wow. So like, have you always been this minimalist or did you have, did you get to a point where you said, you know what, I'm just going to sell everything and just be, I mean, how, how did you arrive at the point where simplicity was your thing? Yeah, I've never always been any of this stuff. <laughs> this is all kind of this is all kind of learned because I just got fed up with um, the narrative that you know this our society pushes on people that you need more stuff it'll make you happier. Just not true, and you you don't know until you experience it and you realize you know the Lexus doesn't make me happy, the car, the houses don't make me happy, the stuff doesn't make me happy. I have all these clothes in my closet, and I still only wear five shirts. Wow. So what am I doing here? So it was just kind of a process of having a realization it really comes with like sitting by yourself and thinking about your life and what really brings you value and kind of pushing away distractions and you realize you can see really clear the stuff that makes you happy and i started just selling stuff and getting rid of stuff and selling the house and getting rid of the car why, why would i if i have uber they'll drop me off right at the front but i don't have to worry about parking or you know what i mean it's like the oil change screw that so um uh, <laughs> You know, it's just, it's just, you kind of learn by real, be paying attention to, you know, what you like and what bothers you and make a change because you're in full control. That's interesting that you say that because it really makes you think about everything that we're dealing with, with the pandemic, right? Like we're closet full of suits. I don't ever want to wear another suit, right? Like, I mean, just, you know, just kind of, just kind of just going with the flow, doing everything in a real simple you know, fashion right now, I mean, you're right. I mean, what, you know, you really look at what's really, what's really important, what really makes you happy, and it's not the stuff at all. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And so you, uh, I, I kind of want to go back a little bit. We talked about this thing of following your fears, and you have to be in an industry where you hear the word no quite often, right? Like, that's just part of the game. So, like, on a typical day, like, how many times would you hear the word no? Uh, so if I was making 300 calls a day, I would hear the word no 290 times. <laughs> so most of the time, most of the time, yeah. but to me, I never had an emotional attachment to the word no. To me, it was just information. It was like, okay, that's, what, that's where they're at. So I'm gonna move on. Um, it was never nothing to do with me. And um and I think sales is like one of the best boot camps to break down your ego, where you're not attached to how people feel about you. And remember what I said earlier, when I was younger, I felt like I wasn't accepted. So going through sales and having all these no's, I kind of could separate my emotional attachment to, to being accepted 
to the truth, which is it's just information that's on them. It has nothing to do with me. They just don't want the service. Cool. Keep it moving. Um, so I'm very used to know, and it's just part of the, the program. It's not a big deal. Yeah, that's a man, because that's the big thing that people have a hard time getting past, just that fear of rejection. I mean, like you've never had like call reluctance where you just like, man, yeah. Oh. oh, all the time, all yeah. the time. And know what, it, know what it has to do with? It's one thing. You're concerned more about how they're going to perceive you mm -hmm. versus you're bringing value to them. And one of my things I always tell myself is I'm not here to please. I'm here to serve. Mm. And so if I'm trying to please you, that means I'm going to be scared to call you because I might be interrupting your day or maybe you don't want my service or uh, maybe they won't like me. That's me trying to please you versus I'm trying to serve you. I have something very valuable to give you and I'm going to deliver it to you because I know I'm the best at it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you the most value you're going to get from this if we can connect. And if you don't see it, that's on you because you're going to miss out on this opportunity. That's okay. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah. Awesome. And, and so you, you basically, you travel, like how often you, you travel every week pretty much a different place or how does that work? No, I, I, I travel pretty slow. So I'll do usually a month at a time somewhere. Um, with COVID, it kind of put a wrinkle in things because I was, I was in Thailand and I was down in uh, Malaysia. I was in Hong Kong, then Thailand and Malaysia. And then we were going to go over to uh, Bali for a month and then to Australia. But COVID kind of killed all that. So we've been in Malaysia for a few months and just trying to see what opens up where we can allow. They're not, they're not really liking Americans right now around the world. So it's kind of <laughs> tough to kind of tough to find places to get into. Uh, so, and I could go back to the States, but yeah, you know, I'll think I'll wait till the new year to see how, you know, everything shakes out over there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so so we, we're talking about the, the whole thing with the pandemic and, you know, we have the what now movement and it's really all about pivoting. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so what, what are some ways that you've had to pivot and you've had to do things differently from what you would normally do? Um, <clears throat> well, well, I mean, I guess this is a perfect example. You know, I was supposed to literally be in Malaysia for a weekend and I was just going to spend two, uh, two days in KL. And then the pandemic happened and I'm like, Oh, I best, I better stay a little longer. Cause they locked everything down. So we stayed a month. And then I moved, then I was like, well, let me get out of the city. So I moved to another kind of mountainous resort area uh, and stayed there for a month. And then I, then I moved up. I was like, I'm going to go to the beach. So we took a, a, a Uber, they call it grab out here, but it's an Uber over to this beach area, which where I'm at now. And so my point is you just have to be fluid and not be so dogmatic on, you know, what your plans were, because that's a word. And what is it now? Things have changed. So um, it's just kind of have to be fluid with, you know, what kind of roll with the punches. Same thing with sales. You know, if someone says no, you just keep it moving. It's not a big deal. It ain't the end of the world. Pick up the phone or pick up the, your laptop and make another call or contact or, you know, whatever you need to do. So um, there's been all types of pivots. That's just kind of a simple, you know, right here, right now kind of example. Mm. And, and, and so you mentioned freedom. So, so if, if you really had to come up with a definition of, of freedom, like what, what does freedom really mean to you? Freedom to me really at the, at the core core of it is freedom from yourself. Um, it's a, a, a freedom of who you think you are, um, this identity that you attach to yourself. That's true freedom. Um, mm -hmm. Because all these identities you attach to yourself, now you're stuck there. You mm -hmm. can never become something else. 
So once you break down all these identities, you just become, you are, you just, you know, you know, uh, in the Bible, they talk about God says, I am what I am. That's what he, that's what they were trying to impart on us. We are what we are. There's no identities. You just are, you're just here. And so that's true freedom. Cause then you can move and, and do whatever you want in life without the uh, attachment to what are every, what's everybody else going to think about me? And also how am I going to feel about myself? Because I'm not tethered to this identity that, oh, I'm an attorney or I'm a lawyer or I'm an American or I'm black or I'm white or I'm whatever. It's I'm just here doing whatever the hell I want to do based on right here in my heart. And I just keep it moving because I follow that. Like, it's like following your fear. The fear is pointing you in the right direction. Don't ignore it. Go towards it. Mm. You know, that's interesting. Like I, I always in my workshops, I teach people not to. You have, to be, you have to be careful with which you say, like, I am something, because you're going to act out in accordance to whoever you think you are, right? Yeah. It goes back to that identity thing. Like, even people say, yeah, I'm a procrastinator. If you say that enough, you're going to keep procrastinating. Yeah. Is that, that, I think that's a great point. So, I mean, was there a specific thing that you, you found yourself stuck to that you had to really work to break free? Um... I, I mean, I work at this every day, so it's like always something new that I feel stuck to. Um, like, you know, podcasting is another kind of a, a new thing that I'm, I'm doing. And it's like, I always felt kind of stuck where I can't do that. Like, who's going to want to listen to me? Or, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to, this is not something that I want to do. And I always realize it's, it's not that I don't want to do it. There was a fear attachment to that where I, I'm scared to put myself out there and talk to people and explain my story and just be in the world, like just be like we were talking about, I am what I am. Um, there was fear attached there. And so you just, what do you do? You go towards it, you start doing it, you start talking to people. Um, but every day it's something new. It could be as simple as going to the gym and you're like, I just don't feel like doing it. It's always emotion for some reason that's always involved with these, these fear ideas. And you realize, do what you know you're supposed to do in your heart and just get started small. Like you were saying about you know, simplicity in your quote earlier, start small, just do something small. And guess what? Momentum happens. Momentum always happens from action, never from thinking about it. That's, that's interesting that you say that about, you use the example of a podcast. I'm sure Eric thought about this as well. For years, Eric and I have been friends and we've thought about wanting to do something together and we just never knew what it was. And we'd always just give a whole bunch of thought to it. And then just one day we had just gotten together at a Starbucks and we're like, let's do a podcast. And the guy that was there that we're meeting with had done it before. He was a millennial. And we said, how do you do it? And he said, oh, just download this software or whatever. I said, okay, let's pick a day. We're going to do it next week. And then we're just going to start. And now we're how many episodes in there? This is number seven. <laughs> so, and it's just, was just jumping in. And like you said, just, you know, just some, some movement and movement. You know, came momentum, and we've just been doing it ever since. And and I don't think we thought that anybody would really want to listen to us. So right now we have what three to four followers, and we're, we we appreciate those three to four followers that check us out every week. Exactly. <laughs> thanks, thanks, mom, for watching. <laughs> and well, the the funny thing, what you said, Ted, is you're having fun. Oh, yeah. That's the most important. That's the most important part about it is you guys are having fun. And no matter what you do in life, to me, if you ain't having fun, what are you doing? You better yeah. figure out how to make it fun or you should be better do something else because life's too short to not have fun. 
and people naturally gravitate towards people that are having fun. So um, I don't care if it's sales or podcasting or anything in the world, everything comes to you when you're having a good time. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. But I, I think sometimes people get caught up in this trap, right? Where they, they get sold that like with a franchise, they get sold, Hey, you know what? It's turnkey. You know, it, you're going to make money, but they don't really like the business. Mm-hmm. They're not having fun. So now they just purchased a job as opposed to getting into something, like you said, that you're, you're passionate about. Oh, yeah. you, you, you'll be more, more willing to put it. It's time. Like Ted, I mean, doing a podcast is time consuming, right? You know, but it's hopefully not like it. Yeah. Sure. And the, and the time to do it, it just comes around so quickly. Eric and I was talking about it. It was like, man, we just finished doing one. It's time to do another one. But, you know, I wouldn't trade it, right? It's a chance to get to hang out with my friend and we get to just talk about stuff and talk to great people like, like yourself. And, and then, you know, we enjoy what we're doing. Hopefully it's, others will have an opportunity to enjoy it as well. But if not, we, we're having a great time, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> At least we're enjoying it. Hopefully That's right. you are too. Right. So, so Jermaine, you're you're uh, offering a, a master class, right? Mm-hmm. So, talk about that. I mean, what what, do, what will people get by attending your master class? Well, so you know, I, I live this crazy lifestyle, and I started to realize about a year ago, year and a half ago, anyone can do what I do, like in my business model, anybody can do it. So, how can I start putting down procedures in a blueprint? to show people exactly what I do. And hopefully they can emulate it and do exactly and travel and make money and do all the fun stuff. And so I started to put this down. So the, we put, put together a course, um, step-by-step a blueprint of exactly what I do. And so the master class explains my business model, how we do it and gives you these kind of nuanced um, secrets that we use and utilize to create leverage and make it simple um, easy and fun. And we just want to educate people on these kind of concepts, ideas, what we do for a living, how we do it. And then if people do want to um, take us up on learning about it further and do the course, great. We're happy to have you. Um, we're doing a, a small class to start with and hopefully build it from there and give people this opportunity. But the masterclass really is to learn about the business model and how they can implement some of these strategies in their life, even if they don't um, go with the, go into the course um, and that's really what the masterclass is, is an introduction to the course and what we do. That's great. Awesome. Awesome. So, I mean, you're doing big things. You're traveling the world. You've got a successful business. You're offering this masterclass. What's next on the horizon for you? Um, I mean, right now I'm just focused on getting people um, to do the course and make sure they're successful. That's really the first thing on the horizon. And then I have the, the, the a website called Creators Learn and it, that's where the course is actually at. Um, and I wanna build out Creators Learn because my whole philosophy on life is either you're a creator in life or you're a victim. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I see in people. I don't see black and white, male and female, American, Chinese. Mm-hmm. I see creators and I see victims. You can choose what side of the fence you want to be on. So the platform wow. is called Creators Learn. So it's a place that people that consider themselves creators and they want to build their future and make their future happen. They go, then go there and get resources on you know, business ideas and strategies and mindset. Whatever, whoever wants to be on that platform I want to build out for those type of individuals. So that's kind of part of the, this business finance blueprint um, masterclass uh, 
course as well. But that's kind of my vision for the next three years is try to get that ramped up. And I just want to help people um, because I've been fortunate enough to have people come in my life and help me with ideas and concepts and opportunities. And what my business is a very niche kind of secret. Nobody knows about this finance industry. Everyone thinks that people go to the bank for loans. No, the banks work with people like me. And I want to share that with other people to realize there's an undercover industry you don't even know about that you could be capitalizing on and do it from your laptop and cell phone. Mm. Wow. I need, I need to sign up for your master class. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Hey, like, Eric, where are you? I, I'm in this master class. I'm in this master class. That's right. That's right. You said something that really I, I want you to expound on. You said you can either be a creator or you can be a victim. Mm. What, what, what do you mean by that? Expound on that. Mm. Well, you know, life happens to everybody, right? Uh -huh. um, things happen. So you have two choices. It's never what happens to you. It's what you do about it. So you can take a victim mentality or you can create something beautiful. You know, like for example, COVID happened. I could be a victim and be like, this sucks. I can't go on my cruise to, to uh, Bora Bora. I can't go to Australia. I can't go to this. My business, this, I'm stuck in here. I can't fly home. Things are going on in America. The, the president's doing this, da, 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 da. What, whatever. You can be a right. victim or you can make something happen. And I'm like, what a perfect opportunity to share what I do with other people. Let's get, wow. this, let's get this Trump tight. Let's get this uh, program up. Let's get this um, course going. Let's use this opportunity to create something beautiful. And I always feel like if everybody in the world tapped into whatever's beautiful music inside of them and built something from that, we could all enjoy it. But unfortunately, some people are victims and they don't create anything beautiful. So that's what I mean by it. you can be a creator or a victim. That's the only two choices you have. And that's all I see in people. I don't care about your color or your country or your gender. Mm. I don't care anything about that. I care about, are you creating something beautiful or are you going to be a victim and try to destroy? Wow. That's interesting that you say that. One of the things that I always say is that you can wait for it to happen or you can make it happen. Right. And only options you have. That, that's it. And then kind of going back to, again, some of the things like we have created more stuff <laughs> during this pandemic, right? Like we were talking about, hey, we want to try to do some type of conference or something. We're like, well, well, it's a pandemic. Can't get people together. You know, what now? Let's create the what now movement. And then that started that. And then we look at what, how that is, you know, just kind of just has grown over the past, you know, several months to well over a thousand participants and all kind of great digital content. It's come out and it was just really from the, the mindset of, you know, this is what we're going to do. And, and, and a lot of people now, you know, it was, okay, when things get back to normal, I mean, again, what, what is that? Like, these are the cards you got right now, right? You gonna, how are you going to play these cards? What are you going to do right now? Because, I mean, what are you talking, 2025? I mean, I mean, what are you talking about when you're talking about back to normal? I mean, you got to adjust to where you are now and... And just and just go with it. So everything that you're saying, I you know, I totally totally uh, agree with. It's yeah. like it's like you either you live in the moment or you don't because um, you're everyone's saying oh 2020 is the worst year ever. I can't wait for 2021. Guess what? January 1st is gonna come up and you're gonna be in the same place because you never did nothing. Like mm -hmm. like you were saying, it could be 2025. We don't know. All we have is today, mm -hmm. this moment. And you, your, your future is built on what you do in this moment, just mm -hmm. like us having this conversation right now. This has a ripple effect to other people 
and everything you do in every moment of your life, you got to think about it that way. Man, you got me ready to go get a backpack. I might see you out in Malaysia, man. Got, yeah, I'm, all, I'm all pumped up, man. I'm just going, but I got a mortgage. So I don't think I can just walk away from it like that. It's a good time to sell. Right. Now, now Eric, and you really can't just walk away like that. You got, Yeah. <laughs> that, that'd be a little tricky for me. <laughs> that'd be a little tricky. <laughs> Unless I have uh, three other people coming with me. But well, you'd have to have three other backpacks or either one huge backpack. <laughs> My daddy went to Malaysia. So. Did you say mayonnaise, dad? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm telling you, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, there's a reason if you look at a lot of successful companies, they were started during a downturn. Mm. It was like the Great Depression. It was the 2008 financial crash. Because somebody looked at the same opportunity that somebody was being a victim about, that people were complaining, they say, what can I create? How can I pivot? How can I leverage this? So, no, I think there's something to be said. And I, and I agree with you 100% on the whole creator of victim piece. Yeah. For sure. So how can our followers best connect with you? Um, so they can find me on LinkedIn or they can find us at creatorslearn.com. That's the best places. I really don't do a whole lot of social media. Um, that's kind of like one of my minimalistic things. Uh, if, you know, maybe in the future, who knows, but uh, as of right now, that's the best two places. Keep it simple. Right. He, Keep it simple, man. Yeah, he, he's brilliant at the basics. He's simplicity. All right. For sure. Well, cool. All right. So we're about to go around the horn, right? This. Uh, this is this happens to be Ted's favorite part of the show. My favorite part of the show. I mean, just favorite part of the show. Because <laughs> this is where we actually, each of us will take a turn leaving like a final thought that we want people to remember about the show, words to live by, that type of thing. So, uh, Jermaine, as the guest, we'll start with you. What, what is your final thought that you want to leave the people with? Um, I guess just the fact that you're going to die. And if you're gonna die, what are you scared about? You know, what, do you, what, do you, what are you scared of? It, do, it doesn't make any sense to live small or to think you can't, because there's nothing to do except follow your heart and your intuition and your gut. And if it tells you to do something, that little voice that first whispers at you when you first wake up and like right before you go to bed, listen to that, because it's telling you where to go and what to do and how to create it or what the first steps are. And it's just, it, it, just follow that because you're gonna die. And you don't wanna be that guy on your deathbed or that girl thinking to yourself, man, like I had all this opportunity. I could have done stuff. I could have I done whatever I wanted to, but instead I was scared of what other people thought or, or I wasn't good enough or whatever it is. Like always remember you're gonna die. So that should give you not, not like a morbid sense, but a sense of, I have nothing to lose because the mm. truth is nothing matters. Nothing matters. Like nothing. Like if, if I bombed on this podcast and people hated me, who cares? It doesn't matter. <laughs> if, if my bank, if my business goes bankrupt, who cares? It doesn't matter. Like nothing matters. And once you have that realization, nothing matters. That gives you the power to do anything you want because it doesn't matter. So you can actually chase the things you want to chase the things that matter to you because it doesn't matter. Cause you do it. It actually gives you the freedom to do stuff. 
So um, that was a long-winded way to say, <laughs> you're going to die. So chase the things that matter because things don't matter. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Ted. Again, again, it's always a, a tough act to follow, uh, Jermaine. I always get to go after the, you know, the, the guest. Um, you know, just a couple of key things. I mean, we talked about being, you know, you know we talked about being uh, brilliant at the basics to kind of start this off. Talked about having fun, you know, uh, you know, instead of, you know, you know, waiting for something to happen, just make it happen. I mean, I guess all this is kind of goes back to just the whole concept around just not overthinking it, not making things more difficult than they, than they really, than they really are, you know, and, and like you were saying before, you know, ch you know, chasing your fears, you know, I mean, just you know, I just think if, if more of us started thinking like that, I'm sure that we, you know, we'd be more fulfilled in life, you know, and then we'd, we'd learn some more things about ourselves that we never knew that we could, you know, could uh, be great at. And so I think that you've shared a lot for our, uh, for our listeners today on just, you know, it's all a mindset, right? And, and then changing the way that you think about, you know, think about this stuff. You know, I, mean, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, it like you did just i mean you're gonna die right so i mean i guess that's that's real that's true right so i mean you know enjoy it make stuff happen don't overthink it and you know and 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 you know be, i guess be fearless in it so yeah thank you for that excellent yeah i mean there was a lot to pull from this episode as far as just kind of the around the horn piece i just i, I just keep going back to this idea of following your fears and I just believe that like everybody should have an experience in life or a season where they have to go door to door for like a year. You just have to, and you just, you know, you just have to. I don't care what happens. You just have to get rejected, door slammed in your face. It's humbling. It's, it's humbling, but I guarantee you, you, you come out on the other side where you're not, you're not afraid of the word no. Yeah. You know? There's a the saying that says that yes is the destination and no is how you get there, mm. right? And but if you can overcome that fear, I mean, literally you can become unstoppable. Yeah. If you're oblivious to the word no, think about think about what you can accomplish. Yeah. You know, no so, fear. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if you follow your fears, I mean, you really you get on the other side, you, you'll have something wonderful in your life. Yeah. So, I'm inspired now. I'm ready. I said, let's get those backpacks, man. Let's get those backpacks. We're going to get out there with Jermaine in Malaysia and just go with it. People are going to be looking at my face like, Twigs is in Malaysia. What is, what is he doing? Jermaine, what time is it in Malaysia right now? Uh, let's see. It's like almost 8 a.m. I thought Jermaine was going to be like, time doesn't matter. Who cares about time? It doesn't matter what time it is. It doesn't matter. What, why are you asking me about time? It's 8 o'clock. <laughs> it's 8 a.m., 8 p.m. It's whatever time it is. I'm still awake. So let's just, I'm not dead. Let's just go. Let's just go. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Man, this, is, this has been great, man. We definitely yeah. appreciate you coming on and sharing what you shared. And I know you shared it already, but one more time, because I, I want people to get your master class and I think you can really help a lot of people please uh, leave your contact information one more time for the people yeah so creatorslearn.com or you can just find me on LinkedIn 
creatorslearn.com, or you can find him on LinkedIn. And Jermaine, you have to come back and, and, and visit us another another day as you're doing your travels, man, because I'm just sure that you just have some amazing stories from uh, each of your destinations. So if you would. No, I'd love to be back. That'd be great, guys. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, this has been another amazing episode of the 30-Minute Hour Podcast. Episode 75, you said? 75. Man, we should have done something big for the 75th episode. We should have broadcast from Malaysia or something. Something, something. <laughs> we got a, man, that's a, like an anniversary. Like, that's a major, like, monumental number, 75. Yeah, man, maybe we'll uh, we'll save that for 100. Yeah, you got to do something big for 100. That's, that's it. That's it. Maybe we'll do some big virtual celebration. Yeah, there you go. From Malaysia. but now it's rolling right along but it's like we said i mean it's about one step at a time we did did we start on the 75th episode no no we started on episode one episode one no training i don't i think we may have read a couple things on the internet maybe we just jumped out there just did it it's the best way to do it man just Follow your heart, man. Just do your thing. Yeah. And it's good that we're talking about this because there's somebody, you know who you are. You're That's supposed right. to start a podcast. That's right. You might be on Instagram. You may be on Facebook. You know it's time for you to get your brand out there on this podcast and you're dragging your feet because you're trying to overcomplicate this thing. That's right. Don't do it at 7 o'clock Eastern on Monday. I'll do it. Find <laughs> <laughs> you another time to do it. Don't Find do another time. time. That's right. That's right. Make sure you're watching us at 7 o'clock Eastern. That's right. That's right. We're trying to help you win. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> <Good for> you. <laughs> well, that's our show for this week. Absolutely. I definitely shout out to our guest, Jermaine Cheatham. He's doing big things. Check out his master class. Yeah. Till next week. Have a great one. And we're good. That's some good comments. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, this has been good. It's been good, Jermaine. Thank you so much. We'll definitely uh, be in touch. And, you know, maybe, Eric, maybe we can find some ways to get, you know, Jermaine on and talk about some of his master class on the What Now movement. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've got, we're up to 1,300, actually, 1,300 plus people in there. Um, Yeah, so Jermaine, please, man, go on Facebook, join the What Now movement. Um, that could definitely get you some additional people. Possible people, yeah. You do. What? 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 what is, so tell me, what is the What Now movement? So the What Now movement is basically it's this group we started to help people to become more resilient in the pivot. So we, you know, every day we have this group that's on Facebook, and we have a theme for the day in the What Now movement group. So we want to equip people with the tools to become more resilient and pivot and overcome the challenges. So Mondays, we talk about motivation and marketing. Tuesday, we'll talk about time management. Wednesday, wellness. Thursday, thought leadership. Friday, we talk about finance. So there's like, we, you know, it'd be Financial Friday. So for example, you could give some financial-related tips. You know, hey, blah, blah, blah. You know, give tips to help people and also market your services as well. 
Um, but yeah, and then, you know, people right. leave their, their promotional links and it, it, it's a good thing and it's growing fast. Awesome. Yeah, I'll check it out for sure. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, man. Well, yeah, man, definitely appreciate you coming on the show. And also um, what we're going to do is we'll actually edit this and we'll actually send you the recording that's actually, it goes on like Spotify and Anchor and Apple Podcasts and all that. And you can, you can share that with your following as well. Okay, perfect. No, I appreciate it. Cool, man. I'm going to connect, I'm gonna connect to you on LinkedIn. And find perfect. you out there. Yeah, I think we're, uh, are we, I don't know if we're connected. There you go. I'll definitely connect with you as well. Oh, no, see, 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 Jermaine's one of those, man. You got to, you got to be able to send, you got to send him your email and all that. He's actually not going to connect to anybody. I'm looking at this. <laughs> He's like, oh, I got to first, okay, let me see what I got to do first. Before he accepts me, I have to type a message. Hey, man, you was just on the podcast with me. <laughs> <laughs> me from the podcast. That's right. Right. Connect with a brother. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. So what 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 made you guys want to like what was your kind of vision of the podcast? Or you just guys just wanted to do it? Well, I mean, we were when we started out, we figured, you know, we just wanted to kind of get get our brand out there. Um, you know, Ted is CEO uh, for his own IT company, IT consulting. So we wanted to, he wanted to meet people and get the brand out. You know, I do productivity workshops and motivational speaking and all that. I have the book. Uh, so that, that's kind of what we figured. But it's just morphed into this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of it is due to the pandemic because we were like, okay, yeah, man, we were going to do this thing. What we're we going to do now? Hey, let's get together and. I mean, we even initially, we were just really doing audio and putting it on YouTube, but we started going live because of the pandemic, because the office where we were, we were doing this closed. So we said, you know what, we need to start doing Facebook Live. And I think it's probably quadrupled our following. Yeah, yeah. Because before we were just having to record it and then put it out there. Now it pops up and then people see us and they, you know, they reach out and grab it. And I think, I think we're pretty big in in India and Africa, because it's like every second I see about a thousand people that, that are liking our page. I was like, You're liking and commenting. And... Oh my gosh, it's too, it's too funny, man. It's too it's funny. But it's, uh, awesome. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's cool, man. It's cool. We just, we didn't, you know, we just kind of jumped into it. We didn't know, we didn't overthink it. We didn't come up with any major strategy around it. We just jumped out there and Initially, we initially the first couple of interviews were really interviewing people that we knew, like people that were entrepreneurs or started businesses, things, and written books. And then we just started asking people to join us, and people like yourself, great people, guests have come on and have made it an interesting show. And guests like you make it easy, right? We just kind of ask a couple of questions, and you just kind of do your thing. And it's good for us because what we end up getting is we get the cliff note version of the mastermind class for free. Because we didn't talk to you, and you start saying something about the <laughs> out there. We're like, man, you just you feel, man. After any of these sessions, man, you just feel so much smarter, man. Because you're just just different perspectives from different folks that are doing some outstanding things out there. So it's yeah, yeah. we get a lot out of it. Fun. That's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. But we'll definitely 
reach back out to you and there's other things that we'll be doing and if there's ways any ways that we can help you get your stuff out there man I mean, that's all the stuff is it's just content and collaboration you know absolutely yeah great Ooh. i'll definitely stay in touch yeah oh. definitely definitely and one other thing that we did was um kind of the what now movement kind of morphed into a business that we've created called WNM what now movement ventures. And so we're looking, you know, for business opportunities where we may have, you know, workshops and training and be able to bring people like yourself in to, to be able to, to have to do some, provide some type of a component of those, uh, those programs. So there may be some, hopefully some business collaborations. Down awesome. The awesome. Yeah, and especially now everything is virtual. Awesome. Yeah, can, yeah, no, I I agree. It's so simple. Just laptop man and Zoom, you're good to go. You don't have to pay for any travel or anything, man. I'm just I'm 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 email you this link, <laughs> and we good. Exactly. I know. Yeah, maybe they we can take, figure out a way take, to. They take care of your own lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, maybe maybe at some point in the future we can figure out a way to collaborate on uh, the course as well, where if yeah. you guys could, you know. Get, get people from your network into the course and they find a success, we could some type of referral fee or um, yeah. profit sharing or something like that. Let's, let's, uh, Eric, let's definitely make a note of that to circle back with Jermaine on that Absolutely. to get that, to get that going. Cause I mean, it's just content, right? I mean, you got the people out there and you know, and there's so many people out there just looking for ways to learn, especially now with, you know, we got this captive audience. We have to make the, make the most of it. So definitely. Yep. And I'll take, I'll take a look at the, at the, at the site too, the creatorslearn.com site. Yeah. Good stuff. Absolutely. All right. All, All right, right, guys. Appreciate it, man. Cool, Thanks man. For we'll man. Have fun. Be safe. We'll see you. All right. Talk to you later. All right. All right, Eric. We're good. We are good to go. Now, right. he, he said something that was really interesting. He was saying that, you know, he talked to one doctor and then got them to talk to the other one. That was smart. He was doing 300 calls. He said, let me, let me make a handful of calls to the people that's connected to a bunch of people. That's the way to do it. I mean, but, but, that's the, the same but, that's, but that's the same thing we're doing with the podcast. Exactly. Trying to get all these followers. No, get the people to get all those followers. Right. Right. Exactly. So we need to, one thing I was thinking is we need to do something where we have maybe we do like a, a round table and we pull some of the key people like him and that guy that you're talking about in December. Yep. Let's say if we did something like that at the start of the year, let's say we got four or five of these real top power players out there, then we can get all their viewers. Yeah, that's good. Yes, we got the other guy. This other guy's got like a hundred something thousand um, Instagram followers. We need to get him on that too. And that's what I'm saying, and that's why I said to this guy, get these guys, let them put their content out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. bring their people. Okay, partner. All right, we'll see you. Take care. All right.